It's time for Speaking of Speaking, quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. Yes, another edition of Speaking of Speaking. We are blessed to have amazing guests who join us quite frequently. And today is no exception. We have an amazing guest, James Hipkin is an accomplished forward-thinking marketing professional with 30-plus years of multidisciplinary experience in marketing and marketing communications companies, serving high-profile global brands and B2C clients in consumer packaged goods, durables, transportation, telecommunications, and even financial services. Now, he's been involved in digital marketing for more than 10 years, first as president of a direct marketing agency, Braun Worldwide San Francisco office, where he led the evolution of the agency from traditional direct marketing to digital. Clients include Apple, Wells Fargo Online Bank, and more. And today, we're going to talk about a number of things related to communication, the big one being the six ways to engage website visitors in six seconds or less. So first off, James, welcome to Speaking of Speaking. Carl, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's certainly great having you here. And man, what a litany of experience that you have. And certainly when it comes to getting people to come to your website and not go away after they first click on it. You want them to stay there, but you want to make sure that you have the right tools. And of course, as is the case with all of these shows that we do, we want to make sure we bring it back to communications. But what are some of the things that in your journey that you've noticed with the marketing people employ when they start putting together their websites? What are some of the things that you've noticed as you start clicking around those websites? It's interesting you use the word clicking because I the key problem that I see is business owners suffer from what I call checkboxism. Oh, okay. And what checkboxism is, they've got a list of things they know they need to have if they're running a business. Okay. Need a bookkeeper, need a CPA, need a website. They go out and they get a website, they check that box and they don't think about it anymore. And the reality is the website is the most valuable digital asset that a business owns. And most of them are terrible. When you say most, you know, are you assessing quite a number of them? And you're saying, you know what, if you were to just even small scale it, you know, if we looked at 10 websites, nine of them would be absolutely horrendous and one might stand out as phenomenal. Is it those kind of numbers? Yeah, it's those kind of numbers. I might suggest if I look at 10 websites, 11 of them are terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So they're really worse than we think then. Well, and it's funny because they may look wonderful. More often than not, the prettiest websites are some of the worst because a website is a functional piece of the marketing program. It needs to support the journey that your prime prospect is on. It needs to be what I call outside in. Most of them are inside out. The business owner bleats away about all of the wonderful things that the business does and how they serve their customers. And effectively, what they're doing is shouting at people. And what the visitor to the website is looking for is a solution to the problem that the visitor has. So when you lead with the solution, you're shouting at them. When you lead with the problem, you're engaging them. So where does this stem from then? Did we get it wrong from day one when we started realizing that, hey, I have a business, I need a website? Or is it a combination of we have web designers who are great at web designing? 
but really aren't necessarily experts when it comes to marketing and promotion? Is it a combination of all of that? It's an absence of strategy. It's the checkboxism I was just talking about. They needed to have a website, so they called their nephew up, who's clever about these things, and the nephew made him a website. Or they went to Wix, so they went to Squarespace, or they hired Fly-By-Night Web Dev. And, you know, they have a website. But what they didn't realize is how important the website needs to be as part of the strategic marketing mix and how it becomes a powerful opportunity to create value for your customers as well as for the business. Like I said, most of them are terrible. So if you put the energy into making your website really strategic and supporting of who your best customer is, you are going to stand out. Because when people get to your website, they're going to go, yeah, they understand what I'm looking for. Let me learn more about what they offer. So when 11 out of 10 are terrible, you know it's something that definitely needs a fix. And you've worked with or you've reviewed not just business websites, you've also looked at websites for speakers, you've looked at websites for podcasters, and you've even found some challenges with those too. Right, exactly. Let's talk about speakers for just a minute. Yeah. A very common mistake I see on speaker websites is they'll put up a big old picture of themselves on a stage. It's the not engaging person the who's person. got to the website has probably heard about the speaker. They're probably there as a function of a referral. They already know that you're a speaker. What they don't know is, are you an effective speaker? So a picture, an image going across the right-hand shoulder of the speaker shows the speaker's face in profile, but shows a happy, engaged, leaning forward audience That tells the event organizer, I can hire this speaker and they're going to deliver for me. Because the event organizer's problem is I need a reliable, entertaining, professional speaker who's not going to make my life a living hell, who's going to make me look good, and is going to make my audience clamor for more. Would you suggest then, instead of a picture, would you suggest even something that is more animated, like them speaking on the stage and getting that audience reaction? Or is that maybe even going too far? That could work. It's understanding the problem that they're trying to solve. Let me give Mm. you an actual example from a professional speaker who I work with. She is a paid keynote speaker. She's very successful. But when we really talked about her target audience, she has three very distinct sub-segments in her target audience. There are event organizers who are looking for a paid keynote speaker who's going to make them look good. There are HR directors who hire her to come into the corporation to teach the executives how to be better communicators. And then there are mostly female senior executives who are suddenly finding themselves on stages and they don't know what to do. Mm. It's all about public speaking, but these are very distinct target audiences with very distinct needs and very distinct attitudes and demographics. Because again, the purpose of the website is to support the journey that your prime prospect is on. Let's talk about the six ways then that you can engage website visitors in six seconds or less. It almost sounds like a dream come true, (laughs) but it's not. It is a reality. So what are those six ways? Well, the first reality is you probably have heard that a goldfish has an attention span of nine seconds. And so does the average person going to your website. Well, I'm it's a, yeah, it's a myth. It's not true. And as a business owner, you should be so lucky. Right, you right. You really oh, wow. have six seconds or less. And the six seconds doesn't start when the page loads. The six seconds starts when the page is asked for. So if the page isn't loading fast enough, 
you're going to just burned up three and a half seconds. Oh, man. So okay. the first way to engage website visitors is page load speed. And guess what? Page load speed is also the first trust event that this mm. prospective customer has with you as a business. Wow. Okay. Okay. See, I so, would not have thought if that. It takes three and a half, four seconds to load. They're like, huh, are these people serious? So job one, that page should load in a second. And job we two, right. am I in the right place? I mm. see this often with folks, particularly coaches, and they've paid a bunch of money to have this big fancy logo designed. So and I'll ask the question, so when you're networking and when you're out in social media and how do people know you? Do they know you by your name or do they know you by this obscure, funny company thing that you've created? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, they know me by my name. So when they get to the website, what are they looking for? They're looking for my name. I don't see your name anywhere here. You want the wow. second thing, am I in the right place, to be an instantaneous, subconscious, don't have to think about it, moving on. Because the third thing is give them a benefit-oriented reason to stay. And that's the outside-in thing we were talking about before. Okay. Lead with their problem. Solve their problem. So present the problem, perhaps agitate the problem, then solve the problem. And then the fourth thing is give them reasons to believe. You've proposed a solution. Why should I believe you? I've never heard of you, you know? And that's where companies you've worked with, brand testimonials, customer testimonials, five-star ratings, doesn't have to be a lot. Don't put up a carousel with eight or nine different testimonials in it. That's a waste of digital landscape. I have 86 one, one, testimonials on my website. That should be enough to convince them. <laughs> you just need one or two very powerful, very right. targeted testimonial and give them a pathway. What should I do next? Make that very clear. And that's the pathway discussion we just had. And when right. they choose that pathway, you've got them through the six seconds. When they choose that pathway, two very powerful and profound things have happened. They've told you exactly who they are, mm -hmm. and they've given you permission to talk to them in more detail. Right, right. So when they gotcha. choose that pathway, they go to a landing page. There's where you want to be, get into more detail about your products and services. That's where you can start to get into the richness of your offer, put in targeted testimonials, targeted frequently asked questions, because they've told mm. you who they are and they've given you permission. Right. Gotcha. And then the gotcha. last thing is make the page easy to consume. Lots That's... of white space. Visual hierarchy is important. People tend to scan pages from the upper left-hand corner to the lower right-hand corner. Don't put your call to action in the lower left-hand corner. Right. Make right. it easy for them to consume the content. Use your visuals to support your messaging. Don't put text on top of images that's white on white back. I mean, it's make contrast really clear. Make it easy for people to consume your information. And let's be realistic here. Websites have evolved over the last 25 years or whatever it is, how much time we would have spent on a website even 15 years ago, obviously is far less, but some components that we wouldn't have even thought of putting on a website right. back then. You know, it was not impossible to put a video on 15, 16 years ago, but now it's more readily available. People are putting videos on all the time. Video is awesome. Yeah. Um, if it's the right kind of video, right? If it's the right kind of video, if it's the right content to support where the user is in their journey. Right. 
The other right. mistake that I see made frequently with videos is not enough care is put into the thumbnail. Oh, okay. You want right. that thumbnail is equivalent to a banner ad. It has mm. one job, and that's to be clicked. Right. So you want to communicate in the thumbnail very clearly the benefits somebody is going to receive if they take the time to watch the video. Fantastic insights. And I'm so glad you shared those with me. But if I'm a business owner and I'm listening to this now and I'm hearing you share these insights and I go, "Uh uh-oh, I think it's time to redo the website or have someone take a look at it. Am I in for a complete overhaul or are there little things I can do to, you know, almost put a bandaid on it until it's within the budget or within the timing of my year to make some major fixes? Are you saying go all in or don't even make any changes now? More often than not, the structure of the website is not the problem. It's the Mm. messaging. If you've got a website and it's getting some reasonable traffic, you want to look at your analytics and you want to understand, okay, is this messaging really resonating with the people I want to do business with? Part of another trust event is you want to attract the right customers. You also want to repel the wrong customers. Mm. That's another trust event. It may just be that timing is wrong. Pictures tell copy sells, particularly with modern web technology, changing things around on a page, not that hard. I'll go in and I'll look at, you know, they've got an image on the right and all of the words and the call to action are on the left. As simple as just flip those can make a difference. How often should I be looking at this? It's not a set it and forget it thing, but, or should it always be treated as like a living document that it's always something that should be maybe not having a major overhaul, but it's like your car. You go get a tune-up when you need it. You get an oil change twice a year or something like that. It's tune-up, but the reality is your business will tell you. I have a client, he came to us a few years ago and he had been a New York state senator Mm-hmm. And he wasn't reelected, so he decided to put his shingle out as a lobbyist. He was a lawyer. He wasn't getting much traction. And I reviewed his website, and I'm like, Craig, it's all inside out. All you're doing is talking about yourself. He says, well, that's who they're hiring. Yes, and we'll get there. But before <laughs> they hire you, they have to understand that you understand their problem. Right. So we reworked his website, we redesigned it, we reworked the copy, we led with the problems that these business owners were trying to solve. I was talking to him in January of this year, and he said, well, it's been a couple, three years now, is it time to change the website? And I'm like, Craig, how's business? He said, oh, it's crazy. I'm having to hire people, there's just so much going on, I've got so much going on, I think we should just leave the website alone. If it's working for your business and it's working for you, don't succumb to boardroom boredom. Mm, You see it all the time, but most of your customers don't. And if it's working and working hard for you and working hard for your customers, don't mess with it. James, this has been amazing information. I thank you so much for taking the time today to chat with us. What insights or what can you pass along to people? Do you have a website they can click or do you have something that you'd like to offer to our audience today? Well, I think the best way to engage with me is to go to sixsecondsorless.com. And that will give you an opportunity to book some time on my calendar and we'll spend 30 minutes talking about your prime prospect, who they are, what they're looking for, and talking about how your website supports their journey. And regardless of what might happen next, a lot of value will get exchanged in that conversation. So I strongly encourage you to go to sixsecondsorless.com and And book some time on my calendar and we'll have this conversation more specifically around your website. 
And check out his website while you're there to see if the six-second rule applies, which I'm sure it does. James, it's been a fantastic conversation. Before I turn you loose to the world of websites to go and fix them all as many as you can, I'll give you the final thought. I guess the simple thing that I would counsel people, there is so much going on. There are so many shiny things flying around. Stop trying to boil the ocean. Pick a few things, do them well. And when you think you're doing them well, figure out how to do them better. Wow. Phenomenal. James Hipkin, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been my pleasure. And remember, get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at carlrichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking. Speaking.